Hey everyone, let's ramble for a little bit. Welcome to another episode of Theological Ramblings. Today we are going to be discussing the third commandment. That's the lesson we have reached in uh, the catechism. And always I have with me Tom Fricky, the Melodious. Happy to be here. And we have Pastor Ross Henze, the Venerable. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so... Uh, the third commandment says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Now, the concept of the Sabbath actually goes all the way back to creation. Genesis 2, verse 2 through 3 says this, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day he rested from his work. Then God blessed the sab- seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So then the third commandment in reference to this says, remember the Sabbath day, the seventh day, by keeping it holy. So, Ross, with all that in mind, could you explain for the audience what God meant for the Israelites when he said, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy? Uh, The Old Testament requirement was to rest on the Sabbath, and that's really what the word Sabbath means, rest. So it was meant to be a day set aside to worship the Lord, to thank Him for everything He had done and continues to do for them. That's basically what it means. However, uh, the religious leaders, especially at the time of Christ, had added additional requirements to this commandment, which clouded what God had required, and it quickly became Uh, a matter of work righteousness. And so they had gotten so caught up in following the letter of the law that they missed its true meaning. The true meaning is meant set aside time to worship your Lord, to thank and praise him for everything he has done and continues to do. Yeah. Yeah, and so Jesus kind of famously said the, the Sabbath was made for men, not men for the Sabbath. The Pharisees, with all their laws, had made it a burden instead of a time for rest and worship. Yeah. So, uh, now to us, this may sound great. We may say, hey, this would have been an easy commandment to keep. Just take a day off. Sounds like a great deal to me. But we have to remember the lifestyle of ancient Israelites and really the lifestyle of many people up until the Industrial Revolution. Most people in ancient Israel were hand-to-mouth farmers, meaning they grew their crops and kept their animals, and then that's what they lived off of. They ate their crops and animals. So, Tom, with that in mind, why might it have taken a great deal of trust in God to keep the Sabbath, to kind of take that day off and rest? Well, the concept of the Sabbath was from sundown on, on Friday night. You don't work until sundown on Saturday evening as well. And so you're trusting that God's going to still provide, that though you're not able to do any labor at that time, he's still in control, that uh, 
uh, you've got to concede that your material prosperity, at least during that period in, in time, is not all that there is. God is going to take care of me. And it's a very difficult thing for people to trust that God is going to provide. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like, let's say there was an animal out in your crops eating them, and, yeah. well, it's a Sabbath. You can't go chase them off. And if you're a hand-to-mouth farmer, that, that takes a lot of trust. All right. Now I'm going to read two different passages to you about the Sabbath. So here goes. This one is from Leviticus 23, verse 3, and it says, There are six days when you may work, but the seventh day is a day of Sabbath rest, a day of sacred assembly. You are not to do any work. Wherever you live, it is a Sabbath to the Lord. And so here's the second one. This is from Luke chapter 4, verse 16. He, that's Jesus, went to, Na- <coughs> excuse me, went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read. So, Ross, my question for you is, how do these passages inform us about what the Israelites did during the Sabbath? Well, I think, I think really what it emphasizes is that, for example, the farmer didn't go into the field and work the ground. The olive oil merchant didn't set up shop and take orders. The Sabbath meant no work. Instead, focus their attention on the Lord. They were to go to the tabernacle, the temple, or synagogue, wherever available, and worship their Lord. Now, there are examples in the Old Testament when people blatantly disregarded this commandment, and as a result, they paid for it with their lives. Yeah, God was God was very serious about keeping this this commandment. There was a number of times where He commanded people be executed for not uh, not keeping the Sabbath. Yeah, so and Jesus' example kind of shows us that this was a time dedicated to the Lord. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. So now that we have discussed what the Sabbath is and what it entails, I think we've run into a bit of a problem. Throughout our discussion of the Ten Commandments, we've been saying that these commandments still apply to us, that this is God's will for our lives throughout all time. However, we don't keep this commandment, at least in its literal written form. We don't mandate that people take Saturday off. Many people do, but I don't think any one of us could say that people have ever heard it preached from the front of church that you must take Saturday off. So, Tom, why is this commandment unique? Why don't we have to keep this commandment, uh, you know, in the sense that we we don't make a law of you must take Saturday off? Yeah, we do keep the commandment in uh, the spirit of the command, uh, but not uh, the letter of the command, as you mentioned, Phil. Uh, the idea is to get rest for your soul. Uh, the main concept is not necessarily, we're not obligated to, to find rest for our bodies. Uh, that was a command that was intended only for the Old Testament people of Israel until the Messiah would come. So in, in uh, the book of Colossians, St. Paul says, don't let anybody judge you by any kind of Old Testament ceremonies, new, move, new moon festivals or Sabbath days. He says these are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality is in Christ, so that once 
Jesus, once the Messiah arrived, uh, once Jesus made payment for the sins of the world, once uh, the reason for which uh, the Lord had set aside God's Old Testament people, the Jews, as his specially chosen race, the purpose for that was now fulfilled. And so the, uh, the, the uh, outward manifestation of this command that you uh, have physical rest, uh, that, that is already fulfilled too. We're not obligated to keep that part of this law. And yet at the same time, the spirit of the law is set aside some time to worship the Lord. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And that's what we're doing as we follow this command. We find rest in the word of the gospel that focuses on Jesus Christ. Yeah, thank you, Tom. And what you have just explained is a very important concept in that Colossians passage I would say is a very important passage. You know, don't let anybody judge you based on a new moon celebration. And he mentioned specifically the Sabbath. Because, yeah. for example, uh, the Seventh-day Adventist church, they do say you must worship on Saturday and take that day off. And we would point to that Colossians passage and say, no, Jesus fulfilled all that. So now that we've talked about Jesus giving Can us... Can I interrupt here? Please, interrupt? please, Ross. Yep. Uh, I think maybe there should be an explanation of why we worship typically on a Wednesday night and a Sunday morning and not on a Saturday. Sure. Would you like to take that, Ross? Well, well, oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> you I, brought I, it up, I, so I, you I, get it. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, in the Old Testament, as Pastor Fricky was talking about, the Old Testament rules and regulations when Christ came, um, you know, those Old Testament laws and restrictions no longer apply. So why are we not worshiping on Saturdays? Well, the spirit of the law is that we set aside time for worship. We set aside time to worship our Lord. Now, uh, in New Testament, Christians identified Sunday mornings, and, and primarily I, I tend to believe it's because, well, Jesus rose on a Sunday, Easter Sunday, so we worship on Sunday mornings. But we're also free to worship like we do uh, on Wednesday nights and now very soon on Monday nights as well. It's, it's an opportunity setting aside time for worship. It could be any time, any place. It, there is no restriction to a specific day, but this is why we at Trinity Brilliant, that's why we worship on the days that we do. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a blessing that we do have that freedom to worship when we want. But we do need to make sure we keep getting rest for our souls. Um, and I think that is one of the overarching concepts or themes in the Bible is this concept of rest. Uh, one of the results of the fall, for example, into sin is that God says, by the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food. So we have to constantly work to make sure things don't completely break down. In the Old Testament, after wandering in the wilderness, God gave the Israelites rest in the promised land. As Tom mentioned, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus gives us rest in that we don't have to work for our salvation. And God even uses the concept of rest to describe paradise. He says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, 
just as God did from his. So, Ross and Tom, this is kind of an open-ended question. Feel free to comment on this concept of rest that we find in the Bible. We'll let, we'll let Tom go first. Uh, the concept of rest really is the, the idea that I need to know that my sins have been forgiven. I need to know uh, the spiritual rest that comes from being there in worship. Uh, this is where God gives us that kind of rest and that comfort, that peace. And as I come to worship, all I do is receive that. I hold up my hands. It's almost like, and, and receive a gift from God. It's almost like uh, being offered a, a, a long drink of cool water on a hot, hot day. It's, it's a blessing that I receive. It's not a work that I do for God. So it's not up to me, up to my work, uh, my efforts to gain my own salvation or my forgiveness of sins. It's what Christ has done for me. It's what God gives. And when I understand that, uh, when I hear the message of the gospel, then I know that um, then I know that uh, my efforts. I, I don't have to worry about this anymore. That's what gives my soul rest. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Ross, was there anything you wanted to add? I would. I would probably just say that when we're surrounded by God and His Word, we receive the forgiveness of sins and the hope of eternal life. And so, this rest that we're talking about is really a shadow of the perfect rest that awaits us in heaven. Yeah, absolutely. It's a picture of that wonderful blessing that we're going to have. Now, although Jesus has won rest for us, the author to the Hebrews says, let us make every effort to enter that rest. We want to make every effort to enter the heavenly rest waiting for us. And then right after that, the author to the Hebrews goes on to talk about the word of God being sharper than any double-edged sword. So now that I've given you a hint, Ross, how do we still honor God's third commandment today? I think we honor the third commandment uh, by setting aside time to worship to worship the Lord, be that as we talked about earlier, Wednesday evening or Sunday morning, we set aside time to read devotions, we read our Bibles, we go to Bible class, that's setting aside time to worship Him. Uh, in contrast, we break this commandment when we allow other things to get in our way of worshiping God, whether that be work, or I'm going to go golfing, or I've got kids basketball or volleyball tournaments, I sleep sleep in or I too much partying from the night before that we can't get up and be in worship, when we allow those things to become more important to us than taking the time to be connected to our Lord, uh, that's when that commandment gets broken. Yeah, thank you. And Tom, you kind of already commented yeah. on this a little bit, but why don't you just say it again for the audience? In, in what ways does God's word give us rest? Yeah, it's important for us just to keep in mind uh, God talks, and when he does, through his word, through the scriptures, we need to listen. What God says there is he points out the obvious. I'm not that good. I'm not a perfect human being, and what I need is to have my sins forgiven. And when the scriptures point out to us that Jesus Christ came into the world to give us that forgiveness... Uh, to put our conscience at rest, to ease uh, our minds and our hearts, and to let us know that my eternal destiny is not dependent upon my efforts. It's dependent upon what Jesus Christ has already done. It's finished. It's complete. Then, then I can just 
recognize God's done it all for me, and that sets my heart at ease. It it helps me to to rest easy. Yeah, your heart can be at rest and at peace. And so, brothers and sisters, with that in mind, instead of thinking about going to church or watching a devotion or reading your Bible, instead of thinking of it as an obligation or or something that we do for God, think about being around God's Word and God's people as rest for your souls. Jesus longs to give you that rest. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. But, you know, before we leave, let's just comment on physical rest just once more. Keep in mind that it's okay to take a break every once in a while. In America, we do work hard. We work a lot of hours. But keep in mind, God mandated rest for the Old Testament people. You can take a break, take a day off, take a vacation too. uh, And trust that God will provide while you enjoy that rest. So until next time, may God be with you. We will be talking about the fourth commandment in our next episode. Take care.